Okay, let's... Welcome to our podcast. Well, let's maybe start it now. Hello. Hi. Okay, welcome back. Welcome. We have a name now for our podcast. What was the name? <laughs> Mediocre Movie Majors. That's right, that's what we are. That's what we decided to like. <laughs> that's what we decided, because <laughs> alliteration's fun. So we've been, haven't recorded one of these in a minute, because... When was the last time we recorded one of these? <laughs> A while ago. We definitely dated it at one point. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got it'll be kind of fun to see how um, how late we are with this whole project. Yeah. But um, I think today it's we should... It's been one of those, you know. Yeah. We haven't talked about movies in a, in a while, so I thought we could do like a, a catch up of movies. Yeah. This would probably be a quick sort of recap. Of yeah. Just some of our favorite things we've watched and some of the things that really were noteworthy worth talking. Yeah. Um, keep your text messages closed for the duration of the opening. podcast. I was opening. Oh, you were opening your letterbox app? Well, yeah. my point still stands. <laughs> okay. Okay. I really um, wanted to mention uh, some movies that stood out to me was okay, American so- Gigolo. Ooh, with Richard Gere. Yeah, I never saw it, and I've never known anyone who's seen it. I know a lot of people who say, "Oh, I've heard of that." And this is a movie that it. everybody's mom watched. It feels to me. I guess you're. I don't know it. if my mom has watched it, but oh. it just feels like this is the kind of movie you say to someone. They say, "Oh, my mom's seen that." Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom's never seen it, so uh. that's why I don't have that necessarily uh. that exact same statement. Okay, so maybe it not just was a great early mom. '80s film. If you like Richard Gere, or if you like the, if you like that one scene in Miami Vice where they're driving to Phil Collins, you'll also like it's, this film. Yeah, a lot of driving, a lot of him being, being a dude, hot, being a hot prostitute, being basically. a male. Yeah, and um, oh. We watched my neighbor Totoro. What a, what a transition! Just mid Ooh, yeah. I, I was pulling the... I was pulling up and the next one I wanted to mention. My neighbor Totoro was a Studio Ghibli I'm film that Catherine and I loved. Him it. Right now. Yeah, she kept this singing the song. My... Can you sing the song? Totoro, 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 Totoro. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I'm tearing up looking at him. Yeah. I love him so much. This is my second Studio Ghibli film. I think you've seen a couple more than I have, but I have seen a few more. We haven't really done the deep dive yet. Like we haven't gone too much into anime Ghibli films, but I really like this one, and it made me want to watch more. Oh wait, I'd like to touch on one movie that we watched that I didn't like. Ted. Scream Five, uh, otherwise known as Scream, the, just Scream. Yeah, the 2022. Didn't like it. I thought the Scream movies, at least the first two, to me, are smart in what they're doing. They're referential to other horror movies, but like in a f- smart and funny way, this felt like it was it was doing almost too much in a way that I didn't like. Yeah, I kind of saw it was like, it was doing that like, hey, remember when... Uh... Like the Rick and Morty, like remember in that video game when they you could like break the blocks and get food from the wall? That's so gross. <laughs> and it's like that's like the original Scream was so much smarter than just saying a reference. Yeah, Scream Five or just Scream is what it's called. Um, is basically just a a worse remake of the original Scream. Yeah, and it's it doesn't doesn't really advance the plot forward in any meaningful way it just kind of watched has... scream six to find out what happened which i did it's, not i i was just it felt very like 
campy unless yeah. it was supposed to be and i think which the, i don't think but i think the scream movies do camp well so yeah it's but like, it wasn't like that one it missed the mark shit. for me let's yeah. just say um oh. i accidentally oh, it was okay pulled away my oh, diary no. oh no oh no oh um ted Guillermo. oh i wanted to mention ted you gave it four and a half stars yeah it's a good I think palate I gave it cleanser like two what did two and I a half it? You said Family Guy wrote this. I let's see what Mike, our friend Mikey, had to say about it. Shout out, Mikey. Um, <laughs> he said it wasn't as good as he expected, but he still gave it five bags. Yeah. So that what does that <laughs> so, say? And, and I don't heart. know. <laughs> he gave it five bags and the heart on Letterboxd, exposing Mikey. Right exposing now. <laughs> Mikey for enjoying Ted for being like a stupid um, like bros drinking I think it beer could movie. Be, this is the movie that to me like I could. Not me personally, but I could see you watching this at a sleepover and like having fun. Yeah. But as a woman, I just don't. I couldn't I feel like we allow about myself. Return... Did we not talk about Lord of the Rings? No, there's no way. Okay, sorry for interrupting. Um, no, I was gonna say I couldn't allow myself to enjoy Ted that much. Um, <laughs> don't even get me Speaking started of on that. Hated, Wait, we have to do the story s- time. Yeah, I was gonna give the oh. background. Oh, okay. okay um speaking of movies we hated there was one that we saw in a coffee shop when we were getting a bagel uh there was a movie playing on the projector or on a tv and we saw it was um ryan reynolds and jason bateman and we're like oh we love those people why have we never seen a movie with them together yeah and so we googled it it's called the change up and it looks like a freaky friday you know uh jason bateman looks like a family man and ryan reynolds is like a single bachelor um we turned on the film and the first scene is like Jason Bateman changing diapers, and they CGI'd the baby genitalia yeah. so they could do a bunch of fart and poop jokes. Like Jason Bateman's getting poop in his mouth, like it's oh, first five minutes. Genuinely disgusting. We and turned that off. We didn't even get. We couldn't continue watching. I felt so uncomfortable. What? Who thought that was a good idea? Who? Yeah, that who was such a was bad involved one. in that, and who do we have to like fight because that was just awful. That was rough. We didn't even we watched maybe we ten minutes it. of it. Yeah, we just turned it off, and I still think that means we can review it and, because if you can turn off your yeah. audience, then you know that yeah. sucks. But Anyways, that's what they're gonna feel about we it. We didn't. It, it's insane to me that that was playing in a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah saw crazy. That. Somebody that got was their morning probably somewhat, really ruined that morning. Yeah, I'm hoping there's a censored Our version they played. Coffee shop because they fully always... they fully show like the Nirvana like baby penis like. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Speak, um, but a good movie oh. that we watched. Back to the goods. We finished the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, you never saw it before. This was my first time watching Lord of the Rings. Um, all the way through, we'd watched the first two a little bit ago so it was some time we we gave it some time and then we returned for the return of the king yeah and it for coming out in 2003 this shit holds up this is a good movie the cgi is great the acting's great performances are great it's just a good quality film legolas legolas mr frodo we love we love we love that we love movie. the honestly lord of the rings is to me just like a bunch of little guys running around and i appreciate it for that yeah for what it is what do you want to oh we any, watched any, the hateful we, eight we did watch quentin tarantino's hateful eight kind of like django unchained if it was reservoir dogs oh quentin tarantino references it, look, listen does that, that makes sense though right it, yeah you know what i'm saying when i say that yeah. It's no. cool. It's a non-linear, multi-perspective story. 
bit long for what it is. 188 minutes. It was really long. Really, really but long. But it's I a good film. I think there's a good payoff. I just don't think it necessarily needed to be Ooh, that long. We got two stinkers in a row. Yeah, right I was going to oh, talk Cabin about Cabin in the Woods. Cabin though. in the Woods really quick. See, that was a stinker to me, but not to you. I think it's a very conflicting film. And like a lot of people are like kind of mixed on it. And I'm also mixed, but re-watching it, I think, makes it a more enjoyable film. I, yeah. Although that doesn't mean it's, it could be a good film. That just means it's one that can be good on rewatch. It has a very complicated plot that's kind of confusing the first know, time you I watch wanna, it. I like, give it away, it, but... Yeah, without spoiling anything, it just sort of leaves the viewer in the dark until it wants to reveal itself. And... I just feel like... The first half, I get, this is so hard to say without spoiling it, but like I get what they're trying to do with the first half, but it misses the mark for me. And the, the, the twist and the second half don't necessarily make up for it. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand and that. And the ending, I, the more I thought about it, the more I did like the ending, but then also I was like, it's not really satisfying in the way that I wanted it to be. It's definitely but, not a satisfying ending. Like I do appreciate, like I can appreciate an unsatisfying ending. So there's yeah. that. I I, I just get, didn't I think, like it as much as you did. Uh, yeah, but it's I, also this was my first time watching and you were rewatching. Yeah, so, seeing it okay. seeing it without the the angle of like this is a twist surprise reveal because again the film does open with a little flash forward kind of. Showing this, the audience something completely unrelated to the main plot. I totally and then that. you're kind of just like, what the hell was that? And it just sort of goes in. So re-watching it, it's kind of a much more enjoyable experience because you know what to expect and what's yeah. about to happen to everyone. I do, but this is one that's so probably better on rewatch. It, I think it could have benefited from just explaining the plot before and not doing the whole twist. Yeah. Reveal. Well, I, think, I actually honestly, feel like they should have leaned benefit. further into it being a twist. Yeah, but it's again, it's so hard. It's it's more of a fun movie going and knowing that like, oh, I don't give a fuck about the main characters, mm. versus having like some maybe trying to like build them up like uh, characters you want to yeah, like yeah. And rooting for them. Like it's that that's why like I had watched a totally different yeah. movie. You know, I wasn't watching to like root for those characters. That's actually a really interesting point. That's now why that I I'm thinking it. about it, I'm like, hmm. Like, if you watch it as the angle of, like, from their perspective, it's way more of an interesting film. From whose perspective? The non-the-protagonist. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Which, again, mm -hmm. if you've seen this movie, this will make sense. If you haven't, go watch it. It's a fun yeah, horror movie. Yeah, I actually movie do that's... think this is one that, like, I feel like is it's kind of underrated in the way that, like, I don't know a lot of people who have seen it, but, like... I know a lot of people that shit on it or say it's very mid I don't think it's that. If you're mean. into like 2000, ooh, 2011, I was going to say 2010's horror. It's definitely 20, 2010's horror. Check it out. If it's you're, honestly who's not that main that guy? Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Thor. Hemsworth is in it. And um, Jesse Williams, for all you uh, Jesse Williams stands out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was a fun movie. You liked it a little bit more than I did. I did. Again, also, it has a lot of Valve references. So if you know my background oh, yeah. in Team Fortress 2, oh. I appreciated <laughs> the Left 4 Dead references. There's just like a lot of good. It's a good referential movie. Very good, fun referential movie. Yeah. Again, not necessarily a flawless film. Solid like three bags, I think, is pretty yeah. much the agreed upon rating. So now let's talk about some stinkers because that was something that's controversial. Yeah. My con My hot take this that I one it. was really disappointing noah bomback we watched white noise which uh, i have been he's, wanting he's, he co-wrote the co-wrote the barbie movie coming well, out yeah he's well here's the thing i have he immense the barbie trust movie. in greta gerwig and i do like noah bomback because he wrote francis ha 
and I love Frances Ha and Marriage Story too. Um, I'm I'm more about Marriage Story. Like I've never seen Squid and the Whale. It's all right. We were just clipping um, through photography. That doesn't. Um, so, so I was like, you know what? Noah Baumbach has got some hits. Let's like let's check this out. First of all, when this movie came out. Not a single person was yeah, talking about it. Yeah, never heard a single and person. Can we see the title of it now? Now I understand White Noise. Oh, did I not say? No, oh, we were talking about noise. Noah Baumbach and Stinkers. <laughs> um, uh, the, this film, White Noise, released in 2022, starring Adam Driver. Yeah. Adam Driver. It's literally starring Adam Driver and, and Greta And it came Gerwig. out after Marriage Story. And it has Greta Gerwig in it. And it's like, oh, okay. How can you go wrong? Well, turns out, let me t- let me let me let me unload. I got I got some hot takes He's here. He's got a hot take. I'm on coming this in hot, one. so brace yourself, okay? Mind you, first of all, 136 minutes. No movie should be that long. What are you talking about? It's, that's like two hours. Anyways, two hours and ten minutes. Okay. What's I'll, I'll talk about. That. Maybe I should. Maybe I should wait. It's leave more this of a rant. pace issue. It is a pace let issue. Me, this let movie me, felt let like me, it was let three me, hours long, but I'm also let me get into it. Okay, these people need to right know now. where this heat is coming okay. from. This is an early '80s period piece. I think maybe mm. mid '80s. It like honestly, it, besides the, thing the is, fact that they're wearing ugly do clothes, is it a period piece? It's supposed to be. They don't have cell phones. They're literally uh, like... I guess that's... No, you're so right. It's, it's literally in, supposed to be in the 80s, but nothing about it really looks or feels 80s. Like, obviously, it was shot on digital. Oh, we should... And oh, it sorry. was... I was just going to... I just really want to get into no, this. No, I was just going to say, it is based on a book, which neither of us read, so Neither of us have read the that, book, but we did but, Google the synopsis after, yeah, and, and also, the book seems actually really interesting. Movies based on books should still be able to hold up on their own. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Continue. Uh, books can be good on their own and movies can be good on their own and like we just were talking about with Lord of the Rings both can be equally good in their own right this movie uh, I don't think it is a successful period piece it just the aesthetic of it tries really hard to mimic the 80s but doesn't quite capture the essence of it Um, if you want something that captures that early 80s essence watch a film like Everybody Wants Some great Richard Linklater film we'll talk about a little later yeah, that was 1980. Come on, I rewatched this recently. <laughs> anyway, so... He liked it so much, he watched it twice. I did. That was a great period piece. Anyway... But that's not so what we're talking that's about That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the film White Noise, directed by Noah Baumbach, 2022. Uh, fails as a period piece, but let's talk about the plot of it and the actual film. Yeah. So the cinematography and acting is fine, but the plot... Without getting super into spoilers, I mean, we will have to dabble in some spoilers uh, just to explain Mm -hmm. the problems we have. So if you want to watch this spoiler free, go do that right now. Sorry. Uh, Or just skip the next like three minutes of this podcast and you'll be fine. Skip ahead a little bit. Uh, This film has this really interesting post-apocalyptic plot that's actually surprisingly relevant in 2023 about a train derailing and spilling toxic waste on the edge of a small town, and there's a whole evacuation plot. Somewhat like of a COVID metaphor, but like, not really, but like kind of. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a misinformation thing. Yeah. And so there's this very interesting post-apocalyptic like family in the car, and the family's like, See, Dad, we told you. And the dad's just trying to, like, get everyone fucking where they need to be, you know, take care of his family. Um, but then the film kind of just sort of forgets about it. It just does a flash it forward to, like, two months. It does a full, mo- like, 
Anyways, after that happened, and it does then they two just... months later. It does a flash forward, and they sort they refer to the event, but they never deal with the consequence of it or well, the aftermath the per se. Of it is spoiler. Well, the oh. purpose of it, like with getting into yeah. spoilers, was to give Adam Driver's character this feeling of death, like inevitable of death. Was he... Somewhat exposed. To yeah, it, he was exposed maybe. to some of the it's toxic. Yeah, it's not necessarily confirmed or denied, and they can't give him an exact death date, so it's just this fear of, like, Which is so interesting death. if they did anything with it. They don't. Um, and then Instead, oh. they decide to focus on a, a drug plot line, and they don't really show you the plot. They instead tell you about it after the fact, not even with a flashback, just with someone, like, talking about it. And then we, mm. it, it's it's pretty it's pretty ham-fisted, yeah. Uh, because it just sort of ends with this uplifting comedic bit, and also I don't know if this was more talked about in the book or something, but Adam Driver's character is a professor at college who teaches a class on Hitler, and the film is riddled with a bunch of like Nazism references and allusions to yeah. fascism, but never says anything about it directly it just is in the yeah, background it's just like a background kind of it's just his character's into fascism yeah honestly so, i kind of forgot about that part that's so weird it, it really gave the feeling of r slash i'm 14 uh, and i think this is deep we're I all gonna die say, someday who's the guy in it adam what? driver no 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 don, don Cheadle? Cheadle. i was right um he like, he had his own plot, but didn't really feel like he needed to be in the movie. Has a plot line as well, but like I can't remember a single. Yeah, he. I don't remember a single thing he did other than this one scene where he interacts with Adam Driver in a classroom. I remember the opening of the film. Yeah, where they're talking and their buddies. Kind of a a, a character, but he's yeah. not. It's weird. It's such a film that it's the worst part about this film is it feels like it sets up something with this post-apocalyptic family travel survival thing, and then. Yeah. doesn't do anything it just yeah. sets you it gets your expectations up like there's gonna be a plot without having a plot yeah going on without taking up too much of your time on this movie <laughs> we watched star wars we watched the rise, rise of, the skywalker. of skywalker here's my hot take i'm a fan of the disney trilogy and i know that you are not at all and i i have a i have a hard time defending this the rise of skywalker specifically because Literally, what are you talking about? Literally, what are you talking about? Somehow Palpatine returned. Like, literally, excuse me, what? Like, basically what? However, I don't hate it really? the way that you do. See, I might be a little bit of a hater. So, taking some of that <laughs> bias aside, because, you know, I'm not necessarily a Star Wars nerd. I don't really love Star Wars. But I do like, you know, logic so maybe inherently I can't like Star Wars, uh, but... I think we like Star Wars, like, we're different kinds of people liking Star Wars because I'm just like, ooh, it's fun when he does the lightsaber thing and then she grabs it. I prefer when the it. Force is more of an allusion to, like, a religion that can maybe give you some vague superpowers. Yeah. When it's so shamelessly just, in like, a boring basic plot device that can solve everything like a deus ex machina that you don't need to think about 
I have a little bit of problems with that. Honestly, my bigger problems come from, like, the timeline of everything. From C-3PO's whole, like, reading Sith plot to the whole map mm. being built around a destroyed ship. But There's to, a lot of... Um, a lot of logic problems that just, if you think about are... it, it kind of... It, it takes you out of the movie because it doesn't There's, The problems sense. are too easily solved, right? Well, that's the problem with the whole Disney trilogy, I think, is that a lot of people just feel like none of the problems have any stakes and they all kind they of really just solve themselves. The, there's no moment in the, the Disney trilogy that's like when Han gets frozen. Mm. There's nothing like that, mm -hmm. you know? At least in the prequels, we have Anakin getting chopped in half. The... Yeah, I, I honestly, I have a bigger, <laughs> I have a bigger problem with the the um the one before the Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, the Last you Jedi. Know I'm a Last Jedi, but I know fan. that's a conflicted opinion, yeah. and I know that can get into a very long debate. Yeah. But honestly, the biggest problem Disney had with the the Star Wars trilogy was that it wasn't, it at least it didn't feel like it was planned out from the beginning, and you have two different directors trying to tell two different things. So if it was just one director going the whole way through, I think it probably would have been fine. But since Ryan Johnson kind of changed everything, or maybe not changed everything uh, J.J. was setting up, but at least subverted a lot of it, then giving it back to J.J. was probably the worst thing they could have done because that man yeah. then did not know what to do with Ryan Johnson's story. Somehow Palpatine returned. Somehow Palpatine returned, and also Ray is somehow Palpatine's kid, which... The, the genetics of that don't even... Has anybody looked at... Like, I'm sure there's like a <laughs> this YouTube movie... video that delves into the timeline because to me, in my brain, it makes no sense. Yeah. And, and like, I... A, can I just say, the people that were defending Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi were all like, oh, it's a Star Wars movie. It's cool. Shut up. Like, That's literally me. The whole, the whole, oh, you can light speed through a ship and blow it up in light half. Light speed skipping, yeah. Like... I thought that was dumb, be not because it didn't look cool or not because it hasn't been shown before, but because it felt like something someone somewhere has tried previously. If they have these giant spaceships, you feel like someone at some point was an idiot and did that before this moment in time. There's been not thousands the of years. Falcon, not in the Millennium Falcon, but you got to remember the prequels, which are generations old by this point, have had cities on multiple planets. So I don't know, just these types of movies, they just take me out of the immersion to be like so full of themselves like, oh, we're going to be different. Like no one's ever thought to crash a ship into another ship going fast. Yeah. And it's like, it just kind of, I get it. Don't think too hard about it. But like, I also appreciate like, it, say if the original George Lucas trilogy mm -hmm. had Leia alluding to the force or having some oh. powers in the force then it would make more sense that she pulled herself in when she was unconscious yeah we should probably but move on. on but i did want to say like i know I'm i could talk about how much i hate uncomfortable the with the way that they used carrie fisher oh i think this. it's unforgivable but i'm i i don't know the logistics of it well her kid was and in the film so yeah, she probably Lloyd got some like money in the film and like i'm I don't know, like, what behind the scenes happened, but it does make me... Like, it just felt like they should have wrote around her dying in real life. Yeah. If, if you're going to use the excuse that Star Wars, mm. the Force is supposed to just move the plot forward and be whatever, like, you don't take yeah. it so seriously, 
then don't take it so seriously that the plot can't change because of someone dying. Yeah, but I do think um, we do uh, we do have to move on. Adam Driver though. is really hot in this film. Moving yeah, on. but it's such a dumb film. Okay, moving it's, on. It's such a dumb film. Um, but oh, I already mentioned it. Everybody, everybody wants some. We it's love a great this 80s film. film. Animal House is a great. Or everybody <laughs> wants some is a fun Animal House like 80s party movie with a lot of heart and soul. And it very much has the School of Rock passion yeah. energy. It's Richard Linklater, so if you like um, Dazed and Confused, you'll like this. However, we hate Blake Jenner. Blake Jenner can go fuck we, himself. We are not Blake Jenner stands, and he's in the movie so he, much. He is the main character the of the main movie, character. but he is not what I would consider like the real heart and soul of the movie. No, the real heart and soul of the movie. Felt What's his like, name? Um, What's his name? Oh, Glenn, Glenn Powell. Powell. We love Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Carried the movie. So hard. Yeah. Honestly, great job to that actor yeah, for that Yeah, we love film. you, Glenn. Uh, up next is a classic that we watched, Bonnie and Clyde. Really not much to say about it other than it's one. like, it feels like a nice classic American Western that takes place in the 30s as opposed to the 1800s. So if you like that American Western, Bonnie and Clyde, check it out. It's a really fun film. And the ending is just so abrupt that it really sticks with you. And I love that about it. Yeah, it was good. That's pretty <laughs> much all you got to say. say. Uh, we watched the Mario Brothers movie. Ooh, we did watch the Mario Brothers movie. I loved it. I had such a fun time at the movie theater seeing this. There's so many references and little jokes. And, like, if you've ever played a Mario game, you will, like, enjoy this film. Like, yes. it feels... It's fun like, for the whole family. Yeah. Every generation and will have something yeah. they can appreciate about it. For sure, I could see like I could see kids loving this movie. I could also see like like we're adults and we love this movie. I mean, you know, yeah. I just think it's a fun time. Jack Black definitely carried the and movie. And I'll be honest, Chris Pratt was really not as bad as everybody. Everyone thought, it was thought be. Chris Pratt would do. Everybody worse. was clowning on him, and I was a little bit scared, but he wasn't that bad. It really didn't. The, I thought me. I thought Seth Rogen was far more obnoxious as Donkey Kong than I Chris thought Pratt. Seth Rogen was fine because there's he a was literal just scene Seth where Rogen. he looks into the camera and just does the Seth Rogen laugh. That that <laughs> I appreciate that though because it's like you know like if know. you're Seth Rogen it's like you know you're Seth Rogen like that's that's what you got to do. I honestly just wish this movie came out before the Chippendale movie so that they could have Donkey Kong in. That scene in the Chippendale movie where it's all the Seth, Rogen, all the Seth characters. Rogen characters. Every time Seth Rogen does an animated voice now, I'm like, damn. I, I will say that the script was also really, really Funny. well written. Yeah. Having the all the character like personifications of yeah. all the Mario characters was great. There's maybe a few missed opportunities. Like oh, there was no Wario. There's definitely there was no um, Daisy. No Daisy. And also uh, there wasn't any Funky Kong. So if you're a Donkey Kong fan like me, prepare for a little disappointment there. Um, the voice acting was great though, other than, you know, my personal opinion, I thought Seth Rogen was a little bit Seth Rogen-y. Seth Rogen-y. Everyone else was fine, but especially Black Jack. He really makes Bowser the <laughs> best Jack. character. Uh, I don't want to give anything away because I know this is a fairly new movie. Yeah. Illumination didn't drop the ball. I still hate that studio based on their previous films and their work I ethic. I the Minions. I just I Secret Life of Pets and Sing that one was good Minions that one was good see I don't know Illumination I feel like gets clowned on a lot because like the Minions although the Minions have made their way fully around in in the cultural my problem with the Minions (laughs) and my problem with Illumination as a studio is their mentality is make films cheap 
to maximize profit because it's yeah. for kids so they don't deserve slash will notice the effort which i hate this i movie really hate felt that. Like it had this a lot movie of clearly it. had nintendo breathing down their neck there's not a single fart yeah. joke uh <laughs> so i think nintendo should just make their own production company or animation studio at least a sequel to the mario brothers movie well that'd be great honestly this whole film i kept thinking the first time i watched it was why did nintendo make this they can make it they can print money with any video game so why take the risk and i'll tell you this kind of reminds me of that time when uh Mar nintendo bought the rights to the mario porno just what? to stop distribution because they didn't want anyone to see it this feels like that but with the search engine result of super mario movie i was like when walt disney froze his head what? Like when they made Frozen, it's like because oh, because you search Frozen Disney, Frozen, it's like not so people don't Google his head being yeah. Frozen. Is that what you're saying? That's basically what I'm saying. So that way, when you Google Mario movie, you don't get the 1993 live action film. You get this. Um. And, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it, honestly, it makes sense. I get why they've done I that. I just feel like the Mar like the when you look at them, it's like they translate so it translates so well to like an animated movie it does and it also has a lot of similarities to the 1993 I film i also will say in a fun way not in a cringy the way the music i wish they just stuck with the uh, nintendo mario music instead of adding in like random license the licensed songs. songs was weird I, I had fun with it in the theater because they used the most popular songs that have been in every movie ever, ever. so like obviously it was fun but like not necessary and honestly didn't it really makes sense in there was the a, world there was Mario. a few that were like i could let slide i'm spoiling one take on me i thought was fine uh, i didn't have fine. any problems with it like that one you didn't when, want it to be the remix of the donkey kong oh i'd much much rather a remix of donkey kong music but having heard it both times in the theater because i saw this twice <sighs> it didn't bother me at any point unlike things like uh i need a hero or the most the most cringy one was Thunderstruck. <laughs> that one was a little bit like that what one is was going rough. on. That one to me like it 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 has a different energy than the Mario Brothers movie. I don't know how to explain it, but like that it, that really took me out of it. But it was yeah. so fun because that was the um, Mario Kart karting. Again, right? a lot of fun references, and it's not and it doesn't just, solely rely on reference. I'm appeal. really has an original um, plot and decent yeah i'm just protective over i need a hero in the shrek 2 universe and i saw people online being like this is better than sh the shrek 2 and to them i say you're literally out of your now, mind i do think i want to say we've better been praising than this a lot. the fairy godmother from shrek 2 i don't think this film is as good as everyone online is saying i get it it's You'll a have fun, fun fun if you see it's it in a the very movie fun theater. movie you don't even have fun seeing it on a phone you'd have fun watching this movie but does that mean it's like objectively better film. yeah yeah it's a, it's a fun movie in my list of animated films i definitely would say it's it's up there in terms of like it it was genuinely entertaining and funny but it doesn't you're not gonna watch this film and exchange you in any way yeah. it's a mario movie it's You'll you get the fun. same experience playing a game yeah. so it's mario it's and mario. luigi charlie day is luigi again loved the loved most of the voice cast except for seth rogan was can I, you do who, the love it's putting me on the spot no, i'll try it i'll try okay. it <laughs> that was so 
good. Thank you. Well, I had the pressure and the microphone in my face, so <laughs> it was either make or break. Uh, so I, th- I think that pretty much is going to conclude this episode. Thanks. I didn't watch any movies without you. No, All I also watched. Break. I watched some movies without you, we and watched you watched some without, without each, each other, other. But we but can't talk about them on this podcast. If you guys really want us to talk about our individual movie experiences, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, give us give like some <laughs> comments for an extra like director's cut of the podcast and we'll but that's been the last couple months of movies that's I pretty mean, much been the last couple months of movies in terms hits, of highlights the highlights and the lowlights if you want to see a, the complete unfiltered list you can follow Including our letterbox like hot tub time machine yep another and film other film others too others uh too. but uh you can follow us on letterboxd which will be linked somewhere boogie nights yeah there's a bunch and of movies the other boogie nights with john travolta saturday night fever yeah okay and so yeah okay. check out the links We'll, we'll see you next time. On... And we'll do this more consistently yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, We'll be seeing you next week. Next week, can say that. Woo. All right. Bye. Bye. Now, get go, editing. Go watch some movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Audience, go go watch some movies. You get editing the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Right. Adios. <laughs>